The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmberg, Scott Long, and the rest of the Caliendo crew. Informing you, entertaining you, changing your life forever. It's the most important podcast in the history of Western civilization. It's good enough. I just want, all I want is for this show to go a little bit smoother than last well, week's show. Then all we have to have is a fire. An earthquake. Yeah, an earthquake. <laughs> Maybe a hurricane. Maybe a hurricane. Is there such a thing as a hurricane? If one of us died, like right in the middle of a sentence, it would be equal to last week. Well, that would be like when we lost- all of us died. Last that's week. like when yeah. we lost Scott last week. Yeah, exactly. Scott just passed away in the middle when we tried to keep going. And then we brought in a people don't, but People don't know how heavily edited. I got a text. Yes, they do. I got a text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I got a text from Toledo. Do you know how hard I worked? <laughs> yeah, no, sure what I did. said was this is going to kill Terry if he has to yeah. match the video to what no, I've just done. Yeah, and I said we're not, we're not worrying about the full video right now. We just want something that's listenable from last week. Technical uh, errors uh, killed us last week. But yeah. hey, you know what? That's professionalism. You boys put it together. I told you, honestly, honest engine. Oh, yeah. Scrap that pile of garbage. Let's yeah. just shoot for next week. No, and you were right. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to cut. No, there was a piece of me that wanted to, and I hadn't realized we did the the, the other one, the emergency episode over the weekend. Right. So you want to come out with I still think there was a, a, a solid, out of the hour and a half, there was a solid five or six minutes. Yeah, and that's all you're shooting solid. for. That's all you're shooting for. Well, we, we shot it. All it of was all up front. We should have been all shot. up front, uh, but we uh, John Holmberg, Frank Caliendo, Scott Long joining us as always. Hopefully for the whole show. Hey Jim, <laughs> hey Jim, Corona hotline. He's been working on one it. rule that'll never change: lives and Coronas. It's good. It's like it's like uh, if Tony Romo were hosting an event at a bar in L.A. or uh, Vegas, like if he was in a club in Vegas. So, for, so people know what we're doing. John Holmberg had made the observation that Scott Long has a very similar voice to Tony Romo. A tone. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The raspiness yeah. and the, uh, the pitch of the voice. Oh, yeah. The cadence is totally different. And you texted me about that, and I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You are a genius, not mm-hmm. like me. You just hit okay. copy, paste, send. I, I've gotten coached. By two of the greatest impressionists to ever walk the earth, Daryl Hammond. Yeah, Darryl, and who was the other guy? <laughs> I get to eventually tell that story, but oh yeah. Uh, what I would share with you is is that I still don't quite get it, and it's the essence of Tony Romo. It's like well, you got to be a little more like Tony Romo, like his his energy. And I'm like, well, I've never dated Carrie Underwood <laughs> and know. Jessica Simpson. Oh, that'll change a man's voice. So. That's a different energy. Here we go, Jessica. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it's going to be good, Jesse. <laughs> now you got to start with, hey, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> That's what every sentence, hey, Jim, like he's in the corner. See, we've got, we've like got, we've, selling given, bananas. we've given you the sickness where now yeah. you watch a game and okay. just listen for that. You don't even pay attention to what's going on in the game. You just listen for what is happening, what the lead in is. To uh, trigger the impression, I had the uh, the privilege of having my Steelers and Bengals game be uh, uh, the color commentator was James Lofton, and I told you a couple weeks ago. All I hear is John C. Riley, and you said I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> and so I did that with the people at my house. There's like 20 people at my house, and by the third quarter, everybody's just going, "I'm gonna wreck it," because that's all we all could hear at that point. So I gave everybody. Yeah, it's just, pretty good, you know. Yeah. Just go in there. He's making. He he just ran a slant route. He came across and did a nice job. It was behind him, so he didn't make it. It's it, it's him. It's now it's James Lofton. And then what we James should, C. Riley Lofton. What we what we should do is watch Pittsburgh Steeler games, and when Roethlisberger's back, just voice over <laughs> as Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> yeah, I gotta throw this one down the middle. This will be good. It's like this one goes to my stepbrother. <laughs> then we gotta work on a Will Ferrell. <laughs> 
Oh, it's all we did all weekend. So, yeah, it works out. But I'm glad we gave uh, Scott the disease because he's got something in there yeah. that close, and it'll be one of these days he'll click it, and boom, it'll be in. Yeah, that's all it is. You just have to keep going at it over yeah. and over and over. Oh, I forgot what I was going to I was going to do a thing. I'm doing an experiment. By the way, Sean Salehi with us, our yeah. uh, graduate, not a graduate student, our undergraduate student oh. from ASU. Uh, I, I lied to him and told him he'd get credit for this helping us out but i decided that I'm, my experiment Props. is going to be i want to look a little different on the internet just to see <laughs> this is an old kramer wig uh just to see if people tune in to see what i'm doing <laughs> what <laughs> no because i i it looks, it's your kylie jenner move yeah you're kind of kylie in right now. yes you, oh no wait, I was that's bruce, bruce jenner. it's all right everything's real normal frank I'm six feet four, 225 pounds of pure woman. <laughs> you look hilarious in that wig, Frank. Do you think people will tune in and wonder what's happening? Because yeah. I am right now. I can't see that the readers, but it's like I'm doing cross eyes. Okay, here. You right. want people to see this and think, that is old John C. Riley, right? There. Hey, guys, what's going on? Everybody having fun right now? All right. Yeah, hey, if you if you a little bit more of a widow's peak and everything would be great. I it's, think it's Dewey Cox. Yeah. Hey, you look man. like Dewey Cox right now. That's brutal. What's going on, everybody? Hey, tune in Instagram, take a look and see what we're doing here. Right now there's a person over uh, in my living room. Yeah. Working with my wife and he is building Snow Village. You know what the Snow Village oh, thing I've is? Heard of Snow Village? Like Area Fifty Seven or something like that. Is that right? <laughs> it's not exactly that. It's similar to it. But at the Hallmark store, they have all these little villages. I was going to say village people. Right. But they have the villages, They're and she's there. building that. And it's literally taking up the entire living room in front of the Christmas tree that's been up for a month already. And he's just this little man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, it's been, oh, this is wonderful. Now, I am not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so you use a. Um, you use a, a styrofoam. I use this product. It's a wonderful product that we use, and it's you don't have to peel the sides off, so there's not the smell that you get. Do you have the tool where you can burn this, this styrofoam? He's built. Oh, he's for fantastic! This. And then we went into. So she says. <laughs> She starts talking about how she has she's got a train that goes around. She goes, "Oh well, in my spare time, I model railroad, and I have a lovely setup, and I can introduce you to the group anytime you'd like to go see them." Oh yeah, she's. Why aren't oh, we doing a show from there? We might because it's fantastic. He's got groups for everything. I've got a group for Area Fifty Seven, Area Fifty One. Is this house made of gingerbread? Fifty Seven, A One, all the steak sauces. <laughs> We have a meeting every day about steak sausage. It's a wonderful treat. Now, please do me a favor. Say Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Just, uh, I got to hear yeah. him say that. Well, uh, we have a one. We have Heinz 57. Oh, we have Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> it's, and a lot of people say it differently than I do. I realize I'm just taking Donald Trump. A lot of people are saying, <laughs> are you going to take a picture? <laughs> You're going to... It's me. killing me with the wig. Oh, it's wonderful. You're my grandmother. Wonderful. He, you that's look what I like said. my grandma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what he looks like, too. That's the funny thing. I wasn't doing this on purpose, but I said he's he's oh. a little man. He's a little woman trapped in a big man's yeah. body. It's very similar yeah. to Bruce. It's fantastic. It's great when a five foot seven guy talks about little men. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's must be minuscule. Listen, Scott Short. <laughs> he had this great story. He's like, my daughter, he, and he didn't know anything about me. He's like, you. So what do you what do you do? What do you, what do you do for a living? I go, well, I actually, I do comedy. Oh, have you made a career? Out of this? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm involved. Mostly people from sports know me and stuff like that. Oh, it, I don't know anything about sports. Now, my daughter, she is a singer, and she can really belt out a tune. <laughs> Right now, she's in a she's in a in a play. It's a musical, and it's wonderful. And they there are some of those um, what is it? What are they called? Um, they're you know uh, they're um, uh, they're men, but they dress mm -hmm. like women. Oh, they, what what do you call? I call the, them trans. No, not that. No, I no, call no. them that drag. <laughs> oh, that. That's, that. And oh. The, He's like, it's a wonderful train. Whatever you want to do, go ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't it doesn't affect me. It's a, it was a little risque for me. 
How old is he? I do build my Like 26? 26 and a half. <laughs> So right now, she's over there. He's in the house with your guy. wife right now, and you I'm, trust this man? I'm, I'm not fearful at all. all right. I think she could knock him out easily. All right, just in that, case. Did you just belt me in the solar plexus? <laughs> <laughs> My typhoid process? <laughs> you hit me square in the process. <laughs> square in the process. <laughs> so he's in there making Snow Village in your... And he, what does he do the other 11 months of the year? Uh, I think he builds Spooky Town. Oh, he just does holiday days. Yeah, I'm sure he's very... He's. I mean, he's... Building a table, and then there, there's icebergs on top of it. It's and unbelievable. Bunny Shire for Easter, and yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's fantastically wonderful. Trump Town, July. <laughs> I bet it's going know. to be tremendous. <laughs> it really is. Look, I'm building a wall right here between <laughs> the map on Game of Thrones. Looks like Westeros. Yeah, it changes every day. Oh, I've got a plan for that too. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. No, no. I just ordered a Jon Snow character. See, remember, Scott, when you were talking about people who were talking about spending money that they shouldn't be spending? This yes. is exactly 11 bucks. Talking. It's Instagram. He it's costs $11 this yeah. month? Not no. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Not Jon Snow. King of the North. I'm King of the North. I've told you twice. The show's not over. You have to come with me. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Lord Snow. What is that? What's going on here? <laughs> Just a, just, just a just general a, character. Just a general character from there. That's what I'm doing. You don't understand. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. Winter is coming. No, it left. And if you don't follow me, you'll die. And you'll die fast. Nearly immediately. John, still here. Not now. <laughs> the Wildlings told me. Listen, this is a wonderful play you guys are doing, but we've got a lot to get to. <laughs> All right, so I also talked to uh, Ryan Schluter. You're keeping sent- this on the whole time? Yeah, the okay. whole time. Just, it's just for the video. So John Schluter, who uh, sent the Power Glove, oh, yeah. asked him about it. He said, oh, yeah, I cleaned it up. I'm like, did he ever? You guys don't understand. I came into the studio two days later because I needed a break away from yeah. it. I came in. The entire room just smelled of power glove. Pa- yeah, like power dump. That's oh. what it's, it was just. It had it an is, odd scent coming yeah, it out. It was of, really, really weird. But don't like had, that phrase. It had a, The power glove had a weird scent when I took it out of the box. <laughs> it truly is. Weird. And it lasted dead. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah you weren't here. here for that, but it was yeah, weird. I listened, I, will t- I listened to the episode because uh, I needed a couple days afterwards just to be able to listen to the episode. <laughs> and I'm listening. And I'm like, you know, I feel like it's good. And I was feeling wow. like, I really, no, I really thought you guys were good together. And I was feeling a little down about that. Yeah. And then Holmberg started ripping me, even though I wasn't in the room. When? And well, I'm I like, we, I, no, no, no. During, during, when I was gone I on the podcast. This. Yes. And I'm like, I am so needed. It felt so good. <laughs> oh, good. But you were ripping me even when I wasn't yeah. in the what room. What was the I'm rip? Because like, I didn't s- feel like I didn't feel like it was a real rip. I, mean, I thought it was like a just a. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't as vicious. He can't visualize me. It really helps him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah I, I, there's a lot to work with there. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you can replace like a, a like a life size doll of me instead of where Batman's at, I won't even be needed. He can just rip me. But I felt like an essential character. I felt really. Oh good yeah, we felt that. Point. We honestly oh, we felt that. We talked about it a little yeah. bit. I don't know if Toledo kept it in or not at my direction. So there were <laughs> there were moments where we we're just going. This would be a great time just yeah. to make fun of Scott for something yeah. that he doesn't deserve. He could have chimed in at any time. <laughs> we were expecting it, and it was uh, just missing. But yeah, last week uh, in the rear view, and let's keep it there forever. And what people don't know is we actually cut a person completely out of the show. Out of our lives. Uh, I don't want to say that. I, I do. respect for the person. It was I do just, too, but I don't. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't. No. I, I respect him. I, I, why? He's, a, he's done a lot of good work. Yeah. For, no. Yeah. 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 It was just an. Odd. But I don't care. If no, I ever you see don't. Him again. I, I saw the look in your eyes <laughs> of just sheer. I can destroy you. Yeah, I was nice to him. Yeah, and I knew I was sitting here going. Oh, please, please. I, this is another friend of mine for at least another few hours. <laughs> He's and fine. It I just, just didn't work. I just knew you could. You were holding back, and I was so happy because I even called you afterwards. I was yeah. like, thank you. But I never understood on radio, um, because as a guest, you don't understand what it's like going into somebody else's dynamic. Yeah. And you have the radio show, yep. and you've been doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the, there are a lot of, we talked about this, bad radio, and there's great radio. And when you go into the great radio shows, there's a dynamic, and 
you got to trust with me because you'll just let me show up because you oh, yeah. know I won't butt into the middle of stuff. You, you know don't I'll just wreck it. Yeah, I wanted to. I'm gonna wreck it. Get wreck that. Don't wreck it. So you'll let me just come in, sit on the couch. If if you say my name, I know. Okay, I can go to the microphone. If not, I'll just right. go sit on the couch and wait. But I never realized how much a dynamic can change because you don't do this. I haven't done this a yeah. lot. That you have to, you're very protective, and it made way more sense to me yeah. how protective, especially the good radio people are. Of we're not bringing you into the room until it's time to. Bring Can't you into the have room. it. Cannot have it. I, Toledo will tell you every time we have a comedian start wandering down the hall. I'm like, stop him. Yeah, I hear him coming. I'm like, just stop. Even people I like, I'm like, just don't let them stand there and stare. It's such an energy suck, and nobody knows when they're an energy drain. There's such a thing as an energy vampire. And they'll take it right out of the room, even if they're fun people. It's just if they're not supposed to be there yet, it leaves the room. I'm just going to lick the wall. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not (laughs) listening and judging. I love it. Just come in because he's an observer. Oh. So if he observes it, it'll pay off later. You learn that later, too, that he's not going to suck the energy out. He's going to take what you're doing. Great that you made me wait to come on with all that great content. (laughs) That kind of stuff. He can just throw in a word. and The word content is a perfect Lovitz word. I think I'm quoting him from Or as I like to call it, crap. Yeah, he's holding his dog. He's like, I'm glad I got to stand in the hallway and hear all of that wonderful content. And he just pets the dog. You know what I consider myself? An A+. (laughs) What I just heard there... B minus. So bring me in. You need me. Mm. <laughs> you need me. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to do a little experiment with some voices here. Oh, no. No. I had Toledo pull some audio. Oh, good Lord. Because I was listening, and I brought this up to you. Maybe you'll remember it from the radio, but I, I know you don't always pay attention to me. Mm-mm. That uh, Ever. there were two different... Uh, uh, People, do you have? Uh, does it come up and say what the names are of the people when you bring it up? Or? It does not. Okay, so play the first one. Okay, I know, Scott. I hope we, hopefully you can hear this as well. And uh, am I going to guess? Or oh. yeah, you can guess. You, you, I don't know what he pulled. So. Because I have the right experience to take on Donald Trump. I get that it's not traditional establishment Washington experience, but I would argue we need something it. very different. It's Frank Oz. No, yeah. <laughs> Scott, you got something. It's uh, the mayor of South Bend. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Booty judge. Booty judge. Booty judge. He's judging rear ends. Peter. Be judge. Peter judge. He's like Johnny Be Good, but he's Johnny Be Bad. He loves it. The booty judge. It's the best. That dude... That dude must have killed when he was in debate class. Oh. Like, when you watch him in the debates, everybody else... I mean, Biden is just... Self, you know, oh, destructing he's at any moment, and that's why his teeth are falling out. <laughs> Pieces oh, of him are falling apart. He's Mr. Potato Head. I'm afraid of chunking. Pete Buttigieg, you know, who's the mayor of of South Bend, Indiana? It's like the fifth biggest city, just in Indiana. Because I have the right experience to take on Donald Trump. I get that it's not <laughs> traditional establishment. He's not sure what's happening. Yeah, there. it's in the definitely back a Frank Oz type of character. Very affirmative. Understand. I'm very sure of Sam what the I Eagle. Do. Yes, he's very sim. Very, mm. yeah. That, very which is a Frank Sam Oz character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam the Eagle. Uh, this show is going nowhere. This is garbage. <laughs> when I did, when I did uh, Mel Kiper Jr. and Sam the American Eagle together, and they just look at each other. <laughs> and he, oh, you were with Sam the Eagle? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, how great! Oh, was you that? haven't seen my ESPN stuff? No, oh, I, I was, never I was watched with any of that. I was with Kermit, Swedish Chef, oh. and Chris Berman. Ringy, ringy, beady, beady, And it was, uh, it was uh, Ron Jaworski and Miss Piggy. Oh, Mr. Jaworski, I watched 192 hours of videotape, and that's why I truly believe you're the greatest Muppet of all time. It is so true, Mr. Jaworski. All right, so play, play a little more Sam uh, American Booty Eagle. Judge. Uh, Thank you, Chairwoman Waters. Uh, ranking member McHenry and, and members yeah. of the committee. More there are more than a billion people Stop around it. the world. Stop it. That's, that's, not, that's not him, right? No. No. That's somebody different. It is? Yes. God, do you know who that him. was? I, did, I, I thought you were still playing him. So, so did no. I. Focus. That's why it's so close. That's Mark Zuckerberg. Really? Yes. And who does Mark Zuckerberg Good ear. support more than anybody else? 
Pete Buttigieg. You're saying they're the same. Person. Oh my god! Or Buttigieg. Or they're both Frank Oz characters. Oh, they're Frank Oz characters. <laughs> they're voiced by the same wow. person. Wow! This is play, play the Mac. Can you play the Mac? Access to a bank account, but could through mobile phones if the right system existed. Fruin. All right. That includes more. That includes more. Oh my god! And then we go to. I'm gonna wreck it. Because I have the right experience to take on Donald Trump. I so guess stop. It's not He's just doing a character. So when uh, you think it's the same guy, I'm not sure if they're the same guy. Yes, I think. I think you, I think that's what I you're think saying. I think I am saying they're the same guy. Wow, that's pretty close. Because yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. Because when the first time I heard it and heard both of them, like something's going on. And then when I realized that Zuckerberg is all in for Buttigieg, I, I was like, wait a second. This is they too, sound too the same. Uh, something weird is going on here. So this was the other audio that I had. Uh, so what you're saying is the tail is wagging the dog, which is what Booty Judge likes the most anyway, right? Am I saying that well, correctly? It's, it's, he loves wagging the tail. Judging from his booty, that's where the tail is. <laughs> and when the dog wags the tail back or vice versa, it's a good Friday. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Booty judge. Booty. That's pretty good ear right there. That's, Did you pick uh, that up accidentally? Or yes, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 my belief is that it was supposed to happen. Oh, someone was going to be the guy who triggered this. I, I just, I'm, I'm the conduit. Yeah, you've got to be the one who solves the for, mystery for this. Yeah, uh, and, and that's why you're in disguise. So it's like a scoob. <laughs> you pull the mask off, like it's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this was the other audio. I had Greg O'Connor go to the well uh, and design us something new, uh, a new a new song. Oh. I want to see if you can figure out what this background okay. music is for. Um, it's something we've been doing a lot of, and eventually we'll have done too much of. The People's Court? It's kind of like that, but... Are either of us doing Harvey Levin? <laughs> Give it a second. from SWAT. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Is it coming now? No, I'll just... Oh, I know what you're going to do. I just saw your face change. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeff Goldblum. I had a feeling. <laughs> yes. I, yes. Uh, and I, uh, I'm a jazz cat. I love these songs. Yes. I love to play. I just... And I have... Yeah. Ideas. Oh, let it breathe. Let it ah, breathe. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Ah. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. I got Frank wrote. So whenever we are inquisitive about something, <laughs> the future jumps up and very. It's going to. So we have Morgan Freeman music to. Yes. That's, uh, the pink, everything's no royalties. This so is we very uh, Henry Mancini. Yeah, it is a little Pink Panther. Yeah. It's uh, the beginning of Catch Me If You Can as well. So Lee, do cool. you know how to do you know how to turn it off or do you just keep uh, he I find the uh, stop. I think he's doing yeah. a very good job. That's that's great. That's uh well, Greg O'Connor. He worked at Mad TV. He was uh, he's writing Disney shows right now. He's in the writing music. For Disney programs, all kinds of stuff. Wow, get him while it's good. And yes, he's he's been uh, doing. And I found out when Jamie Kennedy was here. I think I might have mentioned this before that he did the music for Jamie Kennedy show. Oh, did he? So Jamie knew him, and I was like, "Wow, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's great." That's amazing stuff. So let's get into let's get into some sports stuff. Um, There is my theory. You you have a big theory that's I'm really on board with John, and we'll get to that in a second. But my my first theory is a smaller theory, not as big as your NFL WWE theory, because so much of that is coming true that it's It's ridiculous, crazy, almost crazy. I want to look into it. (laughs) That um, Jerry Jones is now openly. Recruiting Bill Belichick. After the game, that's all he did. Last week, he did a little bit of it. Toledo, play a little bit more of that. You're going to get on, Coach, when you come to uh, during this era, when you come into uh, era. uh, Era. I do. I think you are. And uh, I give him his uh, uh, not do there, but it's just what you're dealing with. But my point is don't get yourself in a spot to where you have to come up here and beat him and beat them. 
and beat them uh, on a day like today. The special teams issue, do you think that's more of an execution thing or a coaching thing? I know you talked about Jason, but what about the special teams coach? To me, special teams is 100% coaching. It's 100% coaching. That's that's the tell. What he's saying right there, we got beat by coaching is his big clip of the weekend, and then he kept saying everything we lost was because of coaching. Not because my coach is bad, because that guy's so much better. I want him. And there are You're right, been rumors open about record. Belichick like thinking about leaving, Tom Brady leaving. Yep. But Jerry's we have uh we have the players. We have every all the pieces on the field. We have the executives <laughs> that do what they're supposed to do. We have uh people who work uh, at uh, the stadium who do their jobs. We have vendors. You have vendors. vendors. Right? Yeah. We have uh, uh, hot dog sellers. Yeah, the people in the parking lot, the parking guys. Parking right? attendants are number one. Best in the NFL, I'd say. Top, tops. The top, big, big top, stadium. Top, not just top 5%. We're talking top 1%. The standard. Standard. Coaching. Yeah, you got a lot of good coaches. Is where we start to fall down. Oh. We're st- you're looking at me with the glasses I on. See. It's hard. To, this is tough. It's wonderful what's happening to you when you think <laughs> What if Jerry morphed did Snow it? Village? <laughs> he showed up to your house to do Snow Village. Well, we cannot put the Kringles uh, right next to the, uh, the 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 family from the Christmas Vacation. What what are their names? Uh, the Griswold. The Griswold. Yeah, we cannot have Clark Griswold next to uh, Chris Kringle. It's they don't belong. But why? I mean, it's just we just stick well, them next to each other. Well, I mean, there's no fault here, and there's nothing to really well, look there, at. Well, there that is a road not traveled. Yeah, uh, I just I just figured we could do it. I mean, well, what's the difference? Who else would do it your way? What's the difference? Uh, there's no I, there is one guy. Is there? That I, I believe I just, could make this all work. I think it works no matter how. You, I think you should go out there and throw it. No, the there's field. a better way. Really? Bill Belichick. <laughs> oh, Snow Village led by. He he would create the ultimate Snow Village. You know who Bill Belichick Christmas character uh, would be to me? Uh, Burger Meister, Meister, Meister Burger. Burger. I yes. feel like Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick, and uh, Meister Burger, Burger Meister. Very no toy. Ayo yo. And actually, oddly enough, and I think it's that very same one. You have the young Chris Kringle who looks just like Jason Garrett. Hey, well, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, Jason, and soon you'll be walking out the door. <laughs> just put one foot you know the- in front of the other. It's working. Soon you'll be walking across the floor. Just put one foot in front. Please tell me you have a claymation artist that can recreate Jerry Jones firing <laughs> Jason Garrett with that song. We and he's you know doing what? this one step at a time. I, I, stop animation with the with the high stepping, high stepping, just like Des Bryant used to do. There you go. It's working. Put one foot in front of the other. Look at there it is. We have pictures. Look at you. Hey there. I, you're a penguin. I'm gonna call you Honk Honk. <laughs> <laughs> and he hires the Meisterberger. Do, do, do the weirdest? I'm watching that with my kids. Yeah, I have kids. Homework. Well, I'm weird. sorry. I, I, what a nightmare. No, no. I. That's how I I start to remember these things though. And sure. I'm watching, and Mrs. Claus when she's oh. a teacher has like. 44-inch breast Huge. and an 18-inch waist. She's like, spectacular. I mean, even Barbie would look at her and go, that is just sexist. Oh, she's Mrs. so Claus. hot. Is Mrs. Claus the one that... No, there was the... the it, Mrs. Claus is the one that sings the uh, the the song. In the, oh, man, it's a great song, too. It's about... Uh, There's always tomorrow. <laughs> yes, dreams tomorrow. to come true. And that's what uh, Mrs. Jones is singing now. <laughs> She's hoping for Bill Belichick. We might to have go. to put this together. <laughs> I want you to meet my wife, uh, Mrs. Claus. This is going to be a wonderful <laughs> snow village. <laughs> but Jessica, Jessica Kringle, she starts out like beautiful school teacher, and, and then, then later she's right. the chubby cookie maker. Like all wives, apart. just <laughs> caves in, puts on too much weight. <laughs> Look, there's Santa and Louie Anderson. Hey, hey, see that ass back there? <laughs> There's always tomorrow, right? Sing. <laughs> Sing. <laughs> Sing. Sing it. Sing it. Sing the thing. Sing. Do the song. 
Put one foot in front of the other. Soon you'll be right by my back door. No. <laughs> Top five answers on the board <laughs> survey says, edit that. Did I ever see, did I ever tell you the time I saw, oh, it might be a clip on YouTube or something when Louie was hosting Family Feud. And I, I was watching television. I try, If it was a day and age of filming things on your phone, it would have happened. I'd still have it. But uh, I don't remember the question. There five things you do uh, in the morning. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, the guy goes, uh, showering, Louie. All right. Show me showering. And I was like, oh, God, don't show that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never show me showering. That would be awful. We get climbing out of a swamp. <laughs> What's happening? Real Your plan. influence on the show is getting strong. I know. I push it. It's, well, it's I think it's good. part of the I plan. I think it's good. I think it should be. I'm not against there it. There she is. There's the beautiful Jessica Kringle. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was pretty. That's Crazy, right? Her oh. eyes are bigger than beautiful. her head. There's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. Look at that. There's always <laughs> tomorrow. What's happening? What's happening? I don't... I'm future you. Oh, God, what happens to me? You you become beautiful. Oh, no. There's only today. That's the same voice as Roseanne Barb. It's the same one. We're the same person. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta start chew gum. Chew gum and it's uh, Roseanne. Don't chew gum. And it's Louie. (laughs) Same thing. Twofer. And also, also, if you tame it. If you tame it. Caitlin, if you tame If you tame it. It's Caitlyn Jenner. It's damn. oh, isn't it amazing? That's how they my all... tender girl voice. Tender girl. Don't you think it's sexy? <laughs> Don't you think it's sexy? Answer me. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, Scott? Oh, Jess. I I heard a great Louis story about in the at the. Uh, I think it was they were probably at the. Uh, uh, it was probably at the Improv in the '80s. I think it was the Improv. It might have been the Comedy Store. And Louie would go up and he always did well. And one time Jim Carrey came in and he was doing impressions and he would just crush it. And everyone's like, ah, oh, Jim Carrey's there. We're gonna have to follow that. And so Jim Carrey gets up for like 10 minutes and just kills the room. And Louie had to follow him. And Louie goes, hey, uh, give it up again for Jim Carrey. And then he, he, they're like, yeah. And he's like, I don't think that was enough. Come on, keep going, keep going. He did this for like five minutes to the point where everyone hated Jim Carrey. And then he did his act and killed. That was the smartest idea I have ever heard on following someone. Yeah. Make them, the audience, hate them. Get tired of your applause. Yeah. Come on, come on. Hey, hands together. For Jim Carrey, James Carrey, James Carrey, James Carrey. Keep them going. That's what he yeah. did. One more, couple more minutes of applauding for Jim Carrey. I like when he at the when he went through his thing with alcohol and he do the end of his show and he's like, I just want to bring the room's lights down for a second. I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? You know, we all have problems. And I'm like, this is his comedy special. What are you doing? I just remember my dad used to walk around the house drunk all the time. I didn't want to be like that. And I'm like, this is his HBO special. And in the end, he just goes. And I thought he was going to sing, which is really bad. <laughs> no. he, he literally just took like half hour to sit on the top step. And you guys have been great to me through it all and stuff. So just wanted to let you know. That's my ass back there. <laughs> Anybody interested, I'll be outside. No, Selling merchandise. That's not And that sweet ass. 250 grand. I'm friends with the band. He's, it's a true story. He says that? Oh, no, but I do. Okay. That's him. Oh. And it was a true story. <laughs> so it's the same. Here's yeah, Frank, don't worry about it. I'll call you up, ask him, and say, don't worry about anything you say to is him. Is that what it is? I always, I always forget later anyway. You're a good guy. <laughs> I've walked around places with him, and he just says He's the hilarious best. things. Yeah. Like, it's almost as good as the best edit that I've ever seen being honest and loud is Terry Bradshaw, where it would be like, just walking around there, there's a hooker. <laughs> She's a hooker. How do you know that, Terry? Can't tell you. But she's hooking. <laughs> Pretty good, too. Did you guys see Gronk on with Terry yes, I, on the NFL? It was the first time there was someone as crazy as Terry. Yeah. Terry was, like, loving it. It was like 
Hey, yeah. this guy's got good energy, yeah. and I understand him. He, no yeah, one else could. But yeah, he did. He he didn't have much to say. No, and he just came no. out there and he did that. Yeah, he was just like just bro voice. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I, what I see out there is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Like it was totally that. He didn't have any analysis. No, he's like no, no. nothing stuck. No, I just thought I maybe I put on a turtleneck and threw, threw yeah. on the suits. They'll be perfect for me. I have a feeling he just shouts kick ass <laughs> a lot, and people are like that's good enough. <laughs> good job, Crow. I have a story about uh, performing with him, Terry Bradshaw. Richard Sherman and maybe somebody else uh, at the Super Bowl a few years ago. Wow! Yeah, it was a corporate event, and I was hosting it, and it, nobody was listening. Yeah. And Terry's like, "I'll take this over." Here's how you do it, Frank. And he starts trying. Some my grandpappy. Nobody listens. Nobody. For it. He's like, "We're not winning this crowd." <laughs> but it was Richard Sherman. <laughs> Richard Sherman, Gronk, Terry Bradshaw. And me, there's one, the odd man out, probably Gronk in that group. But uh, so look at it. He's kind of got the Lance Bass eyes. And why does he look so old in that Yeah, he picture? looks ancient. I love what that uh, that guy said on the Twitter, though. He looks like he's heavily involved in a figure skating steroid scandal. It's just <laughs> the outfit is ridiculous. Yeah, I that one. He looks, it's a very strange look for him. Yeah, Rich Eisen had a pretty good tweet. He said, uh, Beatnik Gronk. Yeah. It was yeah, it's just, beat it, poet Gronkowski. Very weird. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go to my poetry slam. <laughs> that's a voice that's doable, though. I don't have it eventually. Yeah, but it's there's there's something in there that I can feel. Yeah, uh, about Gronk. So we're we're doing this event. Gronk is late by like he's on the Gronk bus with I guess his family and oh. chicks. Yeah, and his dad comes in, and his dad's just older Gronk, like. He comes in, and then Gronk just Gronk walks in and starts eating stuff, like not paying attention, just start eating. <laughs> I think he might eat a chair, just throwing stuff into his face. And my son Joey does this really funny the Gronk walk, yeah. just like this strut in, just starts grabbing nuts, peanuts, and uh, all kinds of stuff, and just throwing them into his mouth. And he's like, "Where we gotta go?" And like, no, it was like, "We don't know. You're two hours late." I thought we're just starting. Let's go. Woo! He was ready. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on it, ready to go. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah he's constantly just walked out of a, t- a tattoo parlor or wow. like something. He just he's so uh, he's so bro. It's ridiculous. Like at any moment now, there's going to be a Vegas pool full, and he's going to. You see, that was his big announcement. His yeah. big announcement Miami was Beach. the Miami Beach party. Everybody think he's coming back to the Patriots. Gronk fest. He. If you look at him though, there is. I don't know if it's the lighting or what in that because I didn't see this before, but the way that's so blown out yeah. he looks kind of jerry jones-ish uh, he's like turning he, into like him. he could eventually we have a secret weapon that with jason witten we found somebody younger that looks older and he's on his way sean are you giving up on the show you're done i've made a terrible <laughs> oh, he's going to take a look terrible decision right here is i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and hire gronk as a head coach of dallas cowboys because he's so close to getting me bill belichick <laughs> Was well, he had Dave Campo as the coach one year when yeah. we did the, uh, oh, the what's the show that we started this thing with? Yeah, with the Hard Knocks. The, uh, yeah, Hard Knocks. Yeah. They did a Hard Knocks. And the head coach was a special teams coach who could not seem more inept. Yeah, and he was the head coach of the Cowboys. It was like, what is going on here? So, I'm watching him this week, and then I turn the channel, and Nancy Pelosi's on, and I'm thinking. <laughs> That's two people that I never need to see again. You know, they, they basically they're they're unpopular, they're underachieving, they're always on TV, yeah. and they've t- taken more shots to the face than a Peter North. Uh, <laughs> Here we go star. again. He's going to get one in every. Yeah. Well, that's what Peter North's going to do. Did somebody say North yeah. Pole? Just put one foot in front. Yeah, claymation walking him out the door is the way to do this. But uh, it is a weird thing, though, how popular. And amazing Jerry Jones is uh, as an owner. I don't even know some of the owners. I've, you know, Daniel Snyder's a name uh, that at first I thought they'd start. I kind of look like Daniel Snyder. You look right a little bit too. like him right now. A little less, I'm going to wreck, wreck it. Too. <laughs> I've already wrecked it. <laughs> I've already wrecked it. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, like I thought for a while they were going to lean on him. Nope. No owner has done this. And we talked about it before. Jerry Jones is the Dallas Cowboys. He has Papa John's commercials. Yeah. It's. I, I don't know any owner that even has that cachet to say I want to be in it. And the Papa John's would say, why? We don't need you. We'll get one of the players. 
Uh, it's weird. It just doesn't add up, man. <laughs> I need the money. Yeah. <laughs> I need all the money. No, it's just yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's for a snow village in Jerry's world. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine the size of that? I'm going to put yeah. it inside the stadium where we have the largest snow village because it looks like we're not going to be around after Christmas. So <laughs> use the whole stadium <laughs> as snow village. All right. In the last couple sentences or a couple paragraphs, I don't know, a couple minutes, you brought up uh, hard knocks yep. and not going to be around after Christmas. Yeah. And that the Raiders struggled this week. Well, I kind of I thought I never have the guts to say this stuff. But I felt like that was going to be a thing. What? The, the Raiders falling apart. There. I don't know if they'll fall apart. Did you I know that, I'm not saying the whole season. I just thought after what they've been doing, th- yeah. was it three straight games? Yeah. I thought, I'll tell you what, did you see Gruden's press conference? He had to be down. He, uh, he, he's like, listen, when you're, uh, when you get these glasses on, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're on a sinking ship, <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, it's man. It's not fun, man. Oh. I'm emotional. I, he just and he got like that. He was serious in the press conference. And he was he was honest. That's why like and he goes, I want to apologize to the fans. So I'm about some of you guys coming. He out takes here everything to heart. So oh much. yeah. Did you does. see that stat, Scott? You probably saw this as a gambler. Since 1995, the Raiders on the East Coast are like 15 and 47. That's by far yeah, the worst horrendous. in football in 24 years. Um, and they, they they just can't win and they can't get that together. If they're on the East Coast or Eastern Time Zone. It's it's the safest bet in Vegas is to uh, bet against the Raiders. They won't cover. They don't play well. They get blown out a lot, and the Jets just look like world beaters. In yeah, all of a game. sudden, they're, they got three, they won three games in a row. And they right? scored thirty points in each one of them. Yeah, yeah. They're they're. I don't think they're good, but I think that uh, you know the Sam Darnold mono thing and a lot of stuff getting at. He and Adam Gase evidently had a meeting that said, "What do you want to do with this offense?" Because yeah. it's not working, and they came up with a plan well, yeah together. well he went to him and said that there were certain plays he didn't like he didn't feel yeah. comfortable with and that's that's the best way to go about yeah. it is you let the the coach know if you don't believe in something even if you th- think it works because of the coach and you don't believe in it yourself yeah you don't think you can do it well it's not going to work it's a bad idea because you don't have confidence yeah. in it and you're not gonna you're not gonna put everything into it yeah i remember uh I, i'm friends with uh, dale hellstreet played for the cowboys and he told me that there was a rift between uh Chan Gailey and uh, Troy Aikman when they were with the Cowboys. And they would say, what are your 10 favorite plays? Troy would tell them his 10 favorites, and they'd go, and he would not call them. Because <laughs> they didn't, like, he wanted to prove that it's my ship. Right. It's my team, because he came in, you know, after the fact. And he's like, "This, you're going to do my plays. And it kind of turned into this battle. That and, sounds like the Aaron Rodgers from yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, with deal. he and Mike McCarthy. We yeah. were like back and forth on who's running this show. And uh, Troy Aikman quickly showed it's his. And you, that's why you don't hear Chan Gailey, great Dallas Cowboys head coach, in the same sense. What did you think of that Packers forty <laughs> nine? What did you think of that Packers forty ers thing last night? That that was just, I thought I, the Cowboys um, Patriots was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Messy yeah. game, weather um, weather crushed that thing. And again, I think here's uh, uh, and the referees uh, tripping was really weird. what was that? I, uh, it's your theory. It's my it theory. It really is. I, I I'm not. Back and down. Been like seven this. tripping calls all year or yeah. something like that, I heard. Yeah. And two of them were last night. Yeah, and one wasn't a tripping. No. The guy got pushed and his leg went up in the air. It's hard for an offensive lineman to be called for tripping. They're moving. Right. They're shuffling. They're going backwards. And, and sometimes when they get beat, they'll lift their leg up and they'll actually try to trip. And that's when tripping gets called. But when Frederick got pushed back, his leg just lifted up. The guy was getting double teamed. And, uh, and you know. There was no tripping at all, and it, it it took away a third down, and it actually took the game away. That yeah, I mean, brutal. they kind of took that. There was a there were a lot of it didn't help. No, but neither team. I mean, you go back in the whole game, and both teams had opportunities to do more. But I mean, in that clutch situation to call a play like or call a, a penalty like that, that was brutal. And to me, it's like opportunity to make this thing more talked about tomorrow. I'm right. I, watching <laughs> I'm that right. game. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. The more yeah. I see, I, I just I don't want you to be. I know. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. I, 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 if I'm looking at that game and looking at the rosters, I would say the Cowboys had better players at about 15 of the 22 positions yeah. as starters. But where the huge difference is, is backup players and special teams. And I read this book by Mike Lombardi, who is basically – He's been in and out of the league. He gets fired all the time by other teams, but he, he worked directly under Belichick. He worked directly under Bill Walsh. 
and he worked directly under Al Davis. And it's, it's a fascinating book, and he's really tight with Belichick. And he explains that Belichick, um, he puts more money into their, to- into their special teams than any other team. Yeah. He's got guys that all they do is special teams, and they create plays. The guy that blocked the kick, yeah. he doesn't play anywhere that, except on you know kick teams. And he turned that game around with yeah. that block punt. Isn't it that so fourth one of the year? that. I think I'm it's sorry. I think it's their fourth blocked punt of the year and yeah. two two have been yeah. touchdowns. I mean they keep they're they're killing. That's just and people are like, "Well, what's this magic that Belichick has?" The magic is is that he is way beyond other teams. He's he's been there forever. He controls everything. Yep. Where one coach, you know, the coach is controlling one thing and the GM is controlling something else and they don't have any co, you know, cohesion that way. But, you know, it he those little things are the reason they're not a real good team. I watch them no. and I don't go, "Oh my gosh, this is not a really good team." They're good at stopping the pass. No, 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 no. They were talent, talent-wise they're not a good team, but they are a good team. They're like, they great, can play great as a team. Yes, you're right. Sean, yeah. you had something? Yeah, absolutely. Uh I I think one of the bigger things that people are kind of overlooking especially is the individual play in the back end and the secondary for the Patriots. I mean, Stefan Gilmore huge. Uh, held Amari Cooper catchless yeah. for just the third time in his career, his first time as a Cowboy. I mean, you look at what Amari Cooper has provided to that offense ever since he was traded from the Raiders, which is another thing that possibly led a lot of people to think that the Raiders were going to fall apart this year was that loss of that weapon, loss of Antonio Brown. When you take away one of the big two weapons for the Cowboys, you're typically going to come out on top because everything runs through either number 19 or number 21. i got to say this, Sean. I didn't hear a word you said after you said the word especially. (laughs) Did you say especially? Especially. especially. (laughs) Supposedly you think that's a word. But that's uh, Belichick's. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We got a new new word. He just crunched me. (laughs) destroyed me. Uh, I tried to sneak it in. I didn't even use it right, and he gave me a hard core power laugh yeah oh god that was good. <laughs> yeah the, the belichick does exactly that he's like who's their best player right there he is we got a guy that can match that their secondary is unbelievable he's three years ahead of this rams uh led kind of uh renaissance in the nfl of here we're just going to throw it all over the place and the boy wonder is going to be the coach and then all of a sudden he shows up in the in the super bowl last year and says nope i'm three years ahead of the rest of the league i play defense now forget about boy wonder alfred's gonna run the show yeah <laughs> So, this is the other thing. And he depantsed him. You know, he depantsed yeah. him in the but Super Bowl. To the, and, to the and, point and, where Goff has lost all his confidence. It's showing it's now. Not just, it's not just the offensive line. They don't have a very good offensive line. And, yes, he's lost receivers at times. But the guy looks desperate. He looks lost. more scared than anybody but Mason Rudolph. Yeah. He's the only person that looks more scared on the yeah. field. You know what I see that? The, the funny thing, I was talking about that with Mason Rudolph getting uh, yanked out of the game yesterday. Uh, we talked about yanked? that. Yanked? Well, he yanked himself. But <laughs> the, uh, he's he's been overcoached. His brain has too much going on, and he is scared, like you said, scared to death of making mistakes or making the wrong decision. And Goff has that same look. He's a better quarterback, but yeah. he has that same look right now, like I've got too many things in my head. But he, I'm not making decisions quick enough, and now I look stupid. He doesn't move, and they spent all the money on everybody else. Yeah. They brought yeah. in all these stars. It's L.A. They bring in stars, that yeah. kind of a thing. And it's the opposite they, of the Patriots. And they don't yep. have an offensive line. Yeah. And I want to go back to the Cowboys for a second. I think the Cowboys, that uh, they're now coaching out of worry. Like, they're hearing things. Oh, yeah. Because they went to – they heard Dak Prescott is – this is his team. Why are they not throwing with Dak Prescott? And now they're just throwing with Dak Prescott. And then it's a rainy night with a young quarterback. Yeah. And they don't run Ezekiel Elliott that much. But I'll tell you this, though. That's what – moving back to Dave Campo. That's what Jerry Jones has wanted, if you ask me, from his head coach. He's got the perfect situation where he is the guy that says, I'm in control of this. And then he goes out and says, why aren't we throwing the ball? Why I'm, I'm paying for these players. Why am I so disappointed? That's a meeting he should be having with his coaches, but he has it with the media because it's more interesting. But he likes that. Now, if you like, he did not like when Bill Parcells was there telling him how things were going to be, yeah. and that didn't last long. And Bill Parcells took Quincy Carter to the playoffs. Right. Hey, that's why Jimmy Johnson was gone too, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Switzer came in. Uh, that whole thing uh, is yes, Jerry, Jerry's uh, – 
But he's got a perfect guy there that has that has always performed when Jerry says, I don't think I like what's happening, and I'm going to change it if it doesn't change itself. All of a sudden, they rattle off three out of four. They're 10-6. and six. They win that terrible division, which Jason Garrett's been a beneficiary of outside of the Eagles. I mean, every once in a while, somebody creeps up and is pretty good, but for the most part, that division's been super average for his entire tenure. And they, they're, gonna, they're probably going to win it again this year. And whether that yeah. saves Jason Garrett's job or not depends on how he does in the playoffs. I want to go back to this, too. You guys are talking about special teams being so important. Who is, I, I believe, the only head coach who is a special teams coach? That's all he's ever done. Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. And what do you need to – what did Jerry Jones just say? He said, special teams is all about coaching. You have to be, be, tell players what to do, where to be, be prepared. And that's what Harbaugh – just looked at – we're recording this while that Monday Night Football yeah. – while the Monday Night Football game is on, and Baltimore is destroying the Rams, yeah. just yeah. taking them apart. Harbaugh is – the John Harbaugh yeah. is the most under-celebrated great coach totally. there is. He's good. I totally. don't want to say it because the Ravens are the Ravens to me, but uh, yeah, there's no there's no denying it. Do you think it's because Jim is so Jim takes like Jim is yeah. the the fancy one. Jim is Patrick Swayze, and yeah. John is Don Swayze. He's Don Swaz. Don Swaz. But yeah, the uh, there's no doubt that he's he's manipulated this, and all the way back to I mean Ozzie Newsom again, GM coach on the same page, and now he's got his own GM. Uh, Harbaugh got to kind of say this is the handpicked guy I want, so he's even got more control, and he deserves it. I mean. The stuff he's done there has been pretty, pretty uh, fantastic. So, uh, and they were a defense. They were they were known as a defensive team. They're still a solid defensive team. Yeah, but they 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 take Lamar Jackson. They yeah. changed the offense complete from uh, the middle of the season last year. They were five and five when they said, "All right, this is it. We got this other guy that's going to come in." And they didn't lose again until the playoffs because they and he's done it before. They won the Super Bowl. They fired their offensive coordinator four games in. It was a nightmare. And brought in uh, Cameron, Cameron, and let him go, and they they end up in the Super Bowl. I mean, and, there, there's some this, adjusting that's been unbelievable by Harbaugh. The, the, the Ravens canceled out their offensive coordinator from last year because I heard Mike Lombardi, actually, who I talked about earlier, say that he had been told by two different people that Marty Morningwig, who was the offensive coordinator, wanted. He was at one point, like early in the season, was like, "When are we going to move Lamar Jackson to wide receiver?" Because Marty Morningwig yeah. is a West Coast offense guy, and uh, you know Mike Mike Vick was ruined for like three years yeah. when they tried to make him run the West Coast offense. So Harbaugh is smart enough to change and realize what he has, and he goes, "I'm going to bring in my brother's old offensive coordinator who worked with Kaepernick." Yeah. So that's who they have, Greg Roman. Yeah. And you know it's made a world of difference. They're doing things that. I don't think it's a long-term thing. I think you got two years maybe on it, but it's it's a great two years. Yep, and I think I mean, the Ingram you know, signing was massive. That that makes massive. everything better. I mean, Ingram is one where you can't you can't just assign a linebacker to the quarterback and say that's all we need to do because now this run pass option with a real threat running and then a quarterback who's even bigger. Uh, as a threat, that, that's scary. So teams that have the talent can do it, but not many do. Not many have the defense no. that can keep up with that, and you're seeing it. I mean, it's weird. You watch the Rams get uh, just absolutely uh, faced on television at home, and you wonder to yourself how long – it makes you appreciate the Belichicks. And, again, I'll say it because I'm a biased Tomlin, Harbaugh. The guys who have stuck around for years and done well, I mean, uh, McVay was – he's everything. I mean, everybody's hiring based on I was a wonder kid. This. I was a wonder kid. Yeah, and look how fast that's been scrubbed off. Yeah, and that's when you Bill look at Belichick those three guys, again. you named off, you name off those coaches. I mean, I would argue that you named three of the five best coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I guess I, you'd put Pete Carroll probably in that. Yep, he's there. And Scott's dead. Oh, we lost Scott. What were you saying, Sean? What were you going to say, Sean? I was just going to say that I'm happy that you brought up Mark Ingram because right now the Ravens' offense is on pace to do something that no team has ever done before and average 200 yards on the ground and 200 yards through the air through an entire season. Wow. Huh. Scott's back. Scott. Yeah, so we <laughs> named off. I talked the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't doubt it. That's stink. What, didn't yeah. you start to think something yeah. was wrong when nobody stopped yeah, you? Yeah, those moments in the car where your phone dies and you have a full, like the greatest thing you've ever said, and you're like, hello? Hello? <laughs> Damn it! And you realize you've been talking to yourself for about four minutes. 
I will tell you that during about 30 seconds of that, I did answer a call from the Corona hotline. That <laughs> uh, just happened. But, <laughs> so I got some limes cut up here. What I would share with you is, is that four of those five coaches that you named off are defensive coaches, yep. only Sean Payton. So everybody's desperate to get that new offensive coordinator. You know who should be looking at as a head coach is the Ravens defensive coordinator who's done a great job. That was not a great defense at the start of the year. They lost some of their main guys. And But here, do you know what his name is? You got uh, the guy who – Wink Martindale. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. name's Don Martindale. Everybody calls him Wink. Yeah. That's a hard name for these owners <laughs> to, to hire. <laughs> you can't have Coach Martindale. <laughs> You can't put him in the in the big. Louis chair. Anderson becomes there yeah. involved. You know, that's how you got that going on. Scott, what uh, you had brought up, Colin Kaepernick as well, and you told me you had a take that nobody else had uh, on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, well, I, I, and I was listening, and I was listening to Holmberg last week, which surprised me, and I think you surprised yourself <laughs> in your positive, like you know, all of a sudden you were kind of rooting for him. Yeah, I switched. You know, I switched be, views. Take it on the NFL. Okay, a couple things I want to put out there so I don't get a lot of letters, uh, I will say. Wait, you think people off, are listening root- to a podcast and writing letters? <laughs> they're, gonna, they're, they're not – like they're listening. They have the techno- technological savvy yes. to listen to a podcast. Yeah, but – But they're taking out a quill. Yeah, I picture them to yes. look a lot like the guy uh, there in, in, with your wife right now. Going, I, I just can't take another minute of this. Give me a second. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, do you have a pen and paper? I have to it, write a letter. I just heard something I, atrocious I, on my, my earbud. I have no idea how to press pause in this situation, but what I do know is calligraphy. And it's lovely. I've loop. never gotten I, a mean I have calligraphy. a lovely loop with an L. Loop. Isn't it funny that the letter L is in the word loop? The man I'm Bluetoothing right now has infuriated me. I'm going to handwrite a letter. You made that's him classy. even more effeminate. I'm a little I made him a grandma. Yeah. You've... I made him my grandma, <laughs> who's an effeminate man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scott, what were you going to say? About Kaepernick. Okay, so I don't root for owners. I voted Which is a bad for... idea. Yeah. I, I, vote, I voted for Obama twice. Okay, okay. thank you very much. You... Yeah, Okay. I also had one of my best friends, uh, his brother died as a police officer trying to help a community that was not a good community. He was shot and killed in the line of duty. Okay. So I got mixed feelings on this whole thing. You know, I understand that I'm not somebody who is, you know, someone that's targeted when I'm driving down the street. I get all these things. Here's my big issue. If Colin Kaepernick, first of people are, he's like the modern day Muhammad Ali. No, he's not. No. Muhammad Ali gave up a huge career. He was the biggest athlete in the world to make a stand. And he went to, to prison or to jail yeah. over this. Secondly, if you're a track star or you're a boxer or whatever tennis player or a golfer and you decide I'm going to make this stand, cool, fine. You're an individual. Right. But when you're the head of a team, and I, I'm sorry, I don't believe every player on that team is going to support what Colin Cap. Maybe there's some offensive lineman from Wisconsin who maybe is not crazy about his point of view. So maybe there's eight guys out of 53 that don't support what he's doing, and I guarantee you probably half the coaches don't either. And then you take your whole fan base who – most of the time when I hear somebody defend him as a great player, it's somebody who's not into football. It's some girl that's got one of those Snapchat faces on their uh, profile, you know, like they're a kitty or something, you know, or a, or a unicorn. You're like a yeah. Hello Kaepernick? Yeah, the kitty people right. love Kaepernick. Yeah. It's, meow, like, meow, meow, meow. Right. I love Colin Kaepernick, meow, man, and why I talk like that, meow, meow. He was – when when – the year that he was let go by the 49ers, he was not let go. They offered him $14.5 million for the, the next season, and he said, no, I want to be a free agent. And that's been a thing that never There are some really people that de- they say that, that you can debunk that. I, I don't know. There are differing – He lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. Ways of people – I don't know. I don't understand it enough. There's, but yes, I get where you're coming better, from. No, is he better than Mason Rudolph? Is yes. He better? I keep mentioning – you know, I keep mentioning Mason Rudolph. Yeah, uh, for a reason. This is my only way to get back at <laughs> it's fair. Holmberg six and yeah. five. 
Could you well, mention the rest of it's that that, that third stringer is actually yeah. winning you some games. Could you Duck. mention the rest Duck. of my reindeer? <laughs> Donner and Blitzen. You have to go with the one with the red. Will you put uh, Mason Rudolph at the front of your snow village of the reindeer, please, just uh, for one year, because you're not going to get a chance anymore. I would that. love Mason Rudolph at the front as a protector. <laughs> I never heard an instigator. I don't like that guy, and I love that guy at the same time. I feel like Mason Rudolph would be like, I would like to be a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) We're a couple of misfits. (laughs) Not a couple of of misfits. You can't fire me. I quit. Seems I don't fit in. It's the Colin Kaepernick song. Final part of Colin Kaepernick, okay? okay? So let's say he is the guy that we think he is and he's worth 20 million, which he's basically told people I need to be a starter and I need to get really paid. That's how he, he's, he speak. He's not saying, Oh, I'll come in for, I mean, he told uh, the uh, WWE, he would go to play for them for 20 million. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not going in saying, I'll uh, take a cut and show right. my skills. That's not, I think there are a lot of mixed messages and nobody wants the real message to get out no. from either camp. I think people want it. It's like Congress. I agree with that. I think it's totally Congress where they want it murky. Yeah. They want you to keep fighting instead of, which fits into your WWE it's, theory. It's, he's the, one of the biggest reasons why I have the theory. Yeah. And it's it's not about trying to solve the problem. Yeah. It's more about how do we get more people talking about it on both ends. I what think player hasn't played in three years that gets this much uh, attention? It's yeah. It's what? I mean, it's crazy. It's and it's business. It's just yeah. it's totally a, a business thing. Now, Scott, you, and, and let's say no, no. Let me just the one other thing I want to say is is let's say I love the message that I'm totally behind his message. Let's say I am, and I there's part of me that does believe in a lot of his message. I don't feel like he's out on the streets trying to make things better like a lot of the mayors right. in these cities that are trying to bring these communities and these police forces together. I just see him you know, trying to stir up, you know, the pot the whole time. And so I don't feel this, like, I don't feel any kind of camaraderie with his message. Whereas I believe in some of what he says, but I'm not a fan of the way he does it. And I think he's a disaster if you bring him in and I can't get past the point of most of the people who support him don't even like the NFL. That's a, one of the things we don't like. That's it. one of the, we made this a point. Maybe I made it with somebody else recently, but it, most of the people that are it, it, a lot of the rule changes, a lot of the you know worrying about I, I, I'm, oh, I, the I safety issues and some, stuff. Some of them, yeah. I mean, it's some, for people it's who legit, don't watch. People who are not. Mark Schlereth said it the best. He said, "How come?" All the people who have nothing to do with football are making all the decisions yeah. about what football is. Right. It's all the outside. Right. Because, and I think it's because the NFL wanted to go global, and it's a, it's a barbaric game. Yeah. That's what people like about it. It's enjoyable to watch. It's the same thing as fighting. Right. It, that's what people enjoy are the hard hits. They used to celebrate the hits. Yeah. On ESPN and knocking people out. Now I have a the theory that opposite. their PR team and marketing team uh, made a huge error and they didn't know how to get out of it when they decided to target women as hard as they did about 15, 20 yes, years ago. That's a, yeah, that's and I think, the, I think the target was wrong because they didn't realize how many single mothers yeah. were out there with kids. And that is going to change. Like I know my mom wouldn't have let me play football if it wasn't for my dad going, he's fine. That wasn't going to happen. If there was nobody at the house saying he'll be all right and talking my mom out of it, it was just an, an, it was just stop there. So I think what their error was, they're trying to appeal to a group of people and bring in advertisers that they couldn't get, you know, that that appeal to women and have that number go up. Uh, but what they what they miscalculated was how many single moms watched that and said, "My son's not doing this." And I think that's a huge number with who they were targeting, and they got them and then made them realize this is an unsafe practice, and then they had to change because they can't dismiss that audience. That brings in grocery stores, that brings in bounty towels, that brings in all the feminine commercials that come rolling in. They didn't have that before. And you, and most NFL players want to be NBA players. Yeah. They'll tell you that. That's right. true. And more of them are going that way and trying to go that route. Right. It's, it's, you're losing yeah. the athletes. This will give me an idea how great the game of football is, though, and how much it is just quintessential for the for our country. As much as the NFL has screwed up everything, they, I mean, they have made one mistake after another. 
I just saw where the Cowboys Patriots game was the highest yeah. rated NFL game since 1995. Yeah. That's how good their ratings are. And if gambling's bringing ratings up, fantasy football is, yeah. the NBA can't touch those things. And then you throw it, it's, it's a communal experience. They'll figure it out. But, you know, in the college, I, I, they've got us. And I think yeah. college has got a lot of problems coming up with the, they're trying to figure out how to financially yeah. give the athletes. And there's going to be messes with that where people that love college football love it not because of the players. They love it because of the alma mater or the jersey or the state, whereas the NFL is a player. All right, we gotta get uh, we gotta get out of here. Uh, John has to get to uh, an event that he's made up. Um, <laughs> Sean, quickly, there was one thing you wanted to talk about right before we go. You you'd said we should have put all our money on. We should have asked you about ASU. Oh. You knew. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously Scott does the the picks every week. But if if I had gotten a chance last week to do a, to do a pick, or if there were a lot of things that we got a chance to do last week, it would have been <laughs> uh, put. Put money on ASU. I mean, they obviously came out with the straight huge. across on the win. Yeah, money line. No kidding. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is this team. I've covered this team now for two years since being at Arizona State, and one thing I've learned is and it's no fault of Herms. It's the fact that they play up and down to their competition. Yeah, right. So talk about football. So next football week, they, football. Next week they play one of the worst teams in so the they country. Play Arizona. Yeah, next yeah. week they play one yeah, of the worst teams in the country. And, lose by forty. Yeah, yeah, lose by forty. Probably. <laughs> But, of course, when they play a team that's nationally ranked with a lot of stuff on the line in terms of playoffs and just you know making a, a yeah. run towards a national championship, especially in prime time under the lights between the two buttes, it never goes well for the opponent. Not to mention, Oregon hasn't won in the desert in like five to yeah. ten years. I mean, it's been a very long time since they come down. John, get out of here. You're I'm leaving. Rich. I'm going to go. I love you guys. Uh, hey, quickly, Scott, let's hear your picks, and then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I love uh, – the Jets minus three and a half versus the Bengals. Uh, I love uh, the Packers to bounce back uh, six and a half point favorites over the Giants. Uh, I also, in college, uh, I'm all over Cincinnati plus 11 and a half against Memphis. Both those teams have really good records. Uh, Wisconsin minus two and a half versus Minnesota. And finally, the Bedlam game, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Take Oklahoma State plus 13 and a half because their coach is Jerry Jones's next head coach. That's Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Wait, if we can't get Bill Belichick, we're getting uh, Lincoln Riley, the man from the penny. <laughs> is that how we're ending the podcast? No, everyone needs to go and see the video of Frank's hair. That uh, needs <laughs> hair, to be you done. Didn't even, you don't even notice the glasses. It'll be on Instagram. It'll be on a promo. It'll be on a promo. We'll we'll get it out there. All right. Thanks to everybody. Uh, Sean Salehi, John Holmberg, Scott Long, and Big Dick Toledo. We'll talk to you next week. Daddy loves you. Hakuna Potato.